Chapter 11, Bloodlines Confessor Lewin, your request has been sent to the Ordo Malleus. I hope we aren't making things worse by bringing them in. Cardinal Kirchhoff, thank you for your trust in this matter. The signs are becoming clearer and I am eager to hear their response. The Hydra Governor must be informed once a decision has been made. In the meantime, let us hope that whatever is brewing burns itself out. I fear the reach of the Underhive. A disturbance there could easily reach Ground Zero or beyond. It could easily threaten the entire Hive. The Hive system relies on balance to maintain the status quo. Some have called it a tug-of-war, the continual struggle for power versus survival. That alone guarantees a certain stability. But what if one side suddenly lets go of the rope? In that case, Confessor, your request to the Inquisition will seem most prescient. The orbital shuttle touched down on time, giving me a first-hand look at the power of the Imperium. Following my father off the landing pad, two enormous warriors with oversized bolters and power swords tested the strength of the walkway's plascrete. They were only partially human due to their extensive genetic re-engineering. My father caught sight of me and guided his escort over. Perak, I'm glad to see you up and about. Please meet Captain Marcus Thorin and squad leader Jorgen Hyast of the Shadow Legion. Their company resides in orbit above Fulcrum Four. Gentlemen, my son, Perak Kilhaven. The men were anything but gentle, but it was a nice touch by my father, and their non-hostile expressions were welcome. Being nearly eight feet tall, the Adeptus Astartes loomed. Each had an aura of untainted power. The pair were on hand to review the facilities and map the layout in and around the various hives of Hydra Cluster. They would be doing the same with the other hive clusters positioned around the planet. The Shadow Legion operated independently of the PDF chain of command, acting as partners rather than direct reports. They were nearly unstoppable in their abilities and motivation to eradicate the Emperor's foes. We all shared a service tram for the ride back into Hydra Secundus. I'd been expecting a bit of privacy with my father, but figured the Astartes had their own checklist of worries to sort. Peric, tell me what happened this time. I got caught up in an altercation in Sub-Zero. I was winning, and then someone pulled a knife and I lost. Dr. Watterson suspected poison, but she never got back to me. Whatever it was, it seemed to burn itself out. Once again, we have Arbiter Sharp to thank for his timely appearance. My father smiled for once. Feth, you're not making things easy on me. I'm surprised Lord Rayner hasn't called me to gloat. Speaking of heads of noble houses, have you heard from Lord Holland recently? Not since your party, why do you ask? Someone bought me a real flower while I was in the Medicaid ward. It was billed to House Holland. Did Calabale ever give you anything during your previous stint in the Medicaid? Not that I know of. Where are your bodyguards? I sent them to Asher McNeil. She wants to become a fashion model, and her brother has been hogging theirs for his dates with Callie. Besides, I'm bulletproof. I held my arms wide as if to show off the lack of any bullet holes in my jacket. My left ear was another story. My son and optimist, are you sure that we're related? The remark hit too close to home and he could see it. Peric, what's got you so spooked? I've been working a lot in Sub-Zero, checking on some things for Confessor Lewin. I've heard that some members of noble houses are forced to make their way elsewhere. Might there ever be a time when I'm not allowed back inside the Overhive? This is more of that exclusive club feth that Court McNeil was spouting, isn't it? Peric, your DNA sequence is unique to House Kilhaven and highly guarded. That's what gives you access throughout the Hive, including the Overhive. I can't be locked out? Not without my consent and that of your mother. And while it might be a threat for some, it never happens. 
The noble houses value all of their family members, even the bulletproof ones. Well, the good news is that I haven't had any more seizures. And the restraints on your bed? I still use them. I don't want to scare Jenna or the others. That's fair. And what should I say to Emilio Rayner this afternoon when I introduce Captain Thorin? Tell Lord Rayner you'll be glad to square things. Ask him if he's got a daughter my age. And if he does, I'm free tomorrow night. My final stop for the day was the deepest and most dangerous. I was heading for the club room and the boss of the fates. I'd timed things so that Breezy and List would be absent, and I walked into the exclusive Underhive Club as if I belonged. The bouncers let me pass without a word. Well, if it isn't the Silver Ghost, come back to haunt us again? The bartender had an unforgettable green aura. Lalo Green, it's time we had a chat. I tossed the pair of medicuffs on the bar counter. What do you want? He wasn't asking for my drink order. Standing with the fates. That I knew the name of his clan didn't seem to surprise him. Already done. When? When you got those marks on your shoulders. I grabbed his wrist, locking us together. Your calendar and mine don't seem to line up. As of this second, I want what is owed. I tugged gently on his cache of green energy, and my eyes seemed to jump, showing far more than the man's hazy aura. He'd heard the news and was suitably terrified by my grip. His mind spun with a desperate need to talk his way clear. You've got it. He didn't sound sure. Behind me, someone moved slowly in our direction. Tell Finlow that if he takes one more step, I'll set the pack of dogs on him again. And this time, I won't let anyone stop them from finishing their meal. The boss flinched, but I didn't let go. He glared over my shoulder. Finn, back off. I'm offering you a chance to make amends for your mistakes. What mistakes? You tried to kill me. Twice. That wasn't a mistake. That was business gone bad. Breezy and List made the mistake of failing to do what they were told. I'll square things with them once I'm finished with you. Now, where do I stand with the fates? You're twice marked. You have permanent standing in the eyes of the fates. No one will touch you. I made him repeat it for the whole room. I kept my jacket on and the liner zipped up as I scanned the place. Each fate had a single exotic design glowing on their shoulder and one of several different colors to their aura. What does twice marked mean? It means that I ought to kill List myself. That's not an answer. I pulled another ounce of energy from him and could see the effects, the cloud coming over his eyes. I had his attention. Twice marked means you outrank every fate in this room except me. I'd have put money on the fact that I outranked him too, in the ways that mattered most. Lalo listened to his own words and pushed back. You've been messing with my crew. It sounds like they're as much my crew as they are yours. You gave them to me when you told List to give me the two silver doses. That was a loan. It was never a loan. The contracts were signed on my skin exactly like the ones on yours. I pointed at the medicuffs. That was a loan. Lalo Green had made a mistake, and I could see his frustration at the consequences. Bosses didn't like to share, and they hated to owe anything to anyone, especially an unknown rival. Why kill me, I said. How is that good for your business? It would have avoided this feathing conversation. How come nobody can see the marks but you and I? Everyone here can see them. All the fates are marked, but those that aren't can't. I don't make the rules. Now that we're talking, how do you want to square this? I'm offering you one chance to level the score. I looked down at the medicuffs again in case he missed my point. I was more than a teenager with freaky eyes. You get the fates operations in Sub-Zero. I hold the Underhive. I want sanctioned access to the Underhive. 
A spark of fear jumped across the man's brow and straight down his arm. That can be arranged, but it will take time. The Baron must meet you and approve it. Where can I find Breezy and List? Don't touch them. Why? The Red Baron likes them. He won't like you if they end up dead. The Red Baron? Why Red? That's something you'll have to experience to appreciate. I'll make sure you get the chance soon. He wasn't lying. I wanted to ask him to explain the gifts of a green fate, but then I figured he'd expect me to return the favor. The small taste I was getting from him made me think he could see things, read others, the perfect talent for a gang boss. I let go of his hand and pointed around the room. I've got one last question. Where are the greys? You met one, didn't you? He knew that I had. I killed one. Your metacuffs did their trick and brought him back. I'd done Lalo a favor. I could feel it in his grip. There was something off-limits about the greys, and Lalo might have paid dearly for the death of Lear at the hands of a fate. Lalo shook his head as if trying to clear his vision. Give me a week to sort a date with the Baron. Now let me introduce you to the fates. There was something about taking my place in the fates, rather than having it handed to me like an underaged recruit. I set my jacket on the bar, making sure they could see my bona fides in person. I'd paid plenty for them, and even though I was young, the fate marks were signs of power. No one gave me any grief. With each handshake I took stock of the players, their colors and strengths. Being the only silver fate, I pocketed a bit of their power, and that seemed to put them in their place. It restored a great deal of the mojo devoured by the warden's attack and gave me a permanent connection to every member present. Much like Breezy and List, I'd know whenever they were near.